Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I shoot my shot, I hit my toes. 187, that's Andrew Cole. I shoot my shot, I hit my toes. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Cole. Murder a beat, I'm cold. I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole. I just do my thing, I don't need to talk. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals. I let man act like they don't know. Check man's record, I learned that code. 187, that's Andrew Cole. Murder a beat, I'm cold. When I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole. I just do my thing, I don't need to. Middle of the field, in check like scores. Fast to grind and chase man's goals. When I get a chance, man's veins get cold. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. Host this week, Mario. I mean, I say your host this week, I'm the host most weeks. But, uh, Hello. Uh, I'm joined this week by a diverse panel, a multitude of opinions. Um, mm. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Um, all summed up by one man, Elijah. Yeah. I've got s- s- seven personalities, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> dumb. Look like you've had about seven personalities, brother. Yeah? The brothers, you look sharp still. <laughs> Before I start, I've got to do the usual plug the socials. If you are uh, a listener who is also on Twitter, TLF underscore Mugga, just a disclaimer neither myself or Elijah tweet from that account that the work <laughs> of Reams. And you may have noticed an increased level of spiciness recently. That's the work of our very distinguished Seb. Um, if you are somebody who also likes a Patreon, we've released a uh, post-game reaction to the midweek game against Newcastle. We'll have one for the midweek game against uh, Copenhagen too. Uh, I keep mentioning the player rating stuff. I'm going to sort that out this week um, and start tracking that going forward. Uh, and you know what? Since we both got our camera on, probably just throw the visuals for this pod on there too, just just because, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're somebody who likes the additional content, please subscribe to be a Mugga patron. If there's any sort of content you'd like to see from us, please drop a DM to the Mugger account. Also drop a DM to me. I'm happy to, to respond um, when I get a chance. Uh, with all that being done, let's get into the business of what we do here. Um, a win that feels like a loss. Uh, so, Elijah, we managed to scrap a win from the jaws of a draw. Uh, the game, 12.30 kickoff on the Saturday against Fulham. Um, give me, give me your thoughts, brother. Listen, it wasn't the most entertaining game, so I'm not expecting a crazy amount of detail. Uh, but before you actually go into the performance, these lineups, man. Um, what were your thoughts on the lineup? I'll just read it out again. Anana in goal, Wambasaka right back, Maguire and Johnny Evans as centre back partnership, Dallo at left back, and McTominay and Ericsson double pivot, Anthony on the right, Bruno behind the striker, Garnacho on the left, and Hoyland up top. You saw that around 11.30ish on a Saturday morning, did it make you want to throw up? I just went straight on to FIFA just so I could play football the right way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, I mean, I saw it and I just thought, look, Ten Hag's going with the guys he thinks are performing best right now and he needs wins. He's desperate. Um, and it kind of reminded me... Um, I remember a time under Jose's first season, actually, where we went away to Swansea and the 11 we put out, was it, it garnered that reaction as well. But we went out 
three one comfortable winners. We was actually one 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 of our better performances of the season. We were coming off a bit of a bad run. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah. That's I'll what be... happens uh, on 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 Saturday. But uh, I I, I yeah. like I like the 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 comparison. It it shows the, where the head of the man is. Like yeah. where it's heads at at this point, right? So the reason why I brought that up is that when I said we ran out comfortable winners, um, we had talent in that team. <laughs> so um, there's there's a reason why um, ah, that yes. um, we can you we remember? Were... I know your memory's like almost photographic. Can you yeah. remember the team? I can't remember. All I remember is Rooney was playing left wing, and that's the wow. that, it was Rooney Ibrahimovic. I can't remember who was right wing. I believe it was Mata. I think that that's the thing that people were most concerned about the lack of pace up top. Then I believe it was Pogba, Fellaini, and I don't think Carrick was starting. Uh, Carrick might uh, Carrick might have been starting around that times because I believe this was just before the international break. So I believe so. Um, and then, yeah, the back four, I can't remember that. But I believe the midfield and up top was that. So it was very, like... But we actually played well. Um, but uh, as I said, there was talent in that team. Like, between Pogba, Rooney, Mata, Ibrahimovic, not the quickest, but when the ball's at their feet, they could do something, e- even if it was waiting a bit with Rooney. Um Big, big stark difference is the lack of experience we had up top. Um, we had Hoyland, Garnacho, Anthony, um, young players, and then there's one buffoon out there on the right as well. So, um, yeah, and then there was a buffoon behind Ho- Hoyland as well. Um, it was just, it was a really poor game. It doesn't, I'm ashamed that I had to dignify that performance with uh, analysis in my post match review, but um, it was mostly just. Man said he's ashamed to do his job, you know? Yeah, you know what? I mean, some things are just not worth it, you know? They're just not worth your time. They're just not worth it. Um, but, I mean, Bruno was horrible. Ericsson, I thought, was pretty poor. McTominay was McTominay. Uh, Maguire, Evans were solid again. Um, Dallo, I don't like the kid. I, uh, do you know what? I don't mind him, but I feel like people's perception of, of him really makes me dislike that him. That makes you more, yeah. Because... You know where, like, the narrative out there is too positive, so now I'm the great equaliser. Like, you're almost like Thanos. You're bringing Thanos <laughs> to the universe. It's just like, he is so mid. And out, and that's fine. That is fine, but don't make him out to be what he's not. Um, Wambasaka, I thought, done pretty okay. I was about to say pretty well, but then I just realised, come on, man. I need to have some, st- some standards. Um, and then Onana um, was himself. Uh, he's he's not as um, bull-chucky into the net as he was before. But, I mean, um, he's just gone back to his standard self. He makes he makes a lot of saves look much harder than they are. But that's just, uh, that's just a combination of his general unorthodoxness, as you can glean from his trim and that funky outfit he wore on Saturday and just the fact that he's just an AFCON keeper. And, I mean, the combination of both is just... That's an yeah. insane combination. I wonder how many of those combinations we've had in football history. And Adam, <laughs> he's like got that. Um, he's five two. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, all those things together, yeah. And it's a it's a mazine. It's a mazine. And why is he our keeper? Like, why couldn't somebody else? Or like, it's like the jokes write themselves, bro. Like, you know what? Like, you're not even having to think. Do you know what? It makes me much happier seeing Raya and Sanchez. You know, because I'm not on my own. I'm not on my own, you know. Like, just just buffoons everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, Bruno, um, it was a combination of good off-the-ball work from Palestri and Martial um, to um, um, make the mistakes from Paulinho and Reem in the first place. Um, and McTominay as well, because that pass that Bruno gave him was fucking ridiculous. It was at his oh, hip. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was good for McTominay to be able to control it and get it back to him. And then Bruno cut it back. And it was, I mean, it was not, I think it was Keeper should be saving that. Um, but yeah, we won three points. And we're in this weird situation where we are beating the teams we are supposed to beat narrowly. And losing heavily to 
to the teams that that's are. insane. That's the just where shit. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something more rougher to ruminate on. I said we're beating the team we're supposed to be just about, and we're getting battered by anyone who's supposed. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, Palace and Arsenal, I believe, on another day might sneak a draw out of both. Um, but Brighton, Spurs, and City battered, and only Palace was by less than two goals, the margin as well. So that's if if you're wondering why our goal difference is in the minuses is because that's the reason why we can only beat teams slenderly, uh, but but we can lose ha- handsomely. So that's the state Warwick. of United now. Warwick team, eh? Like look look at look at that man. Eleven games, twelve goals, four, sixteen conceded, six wins, five losses, no draws, um, and despite all that, we're six points off of fourth. Which to me just shows you how bad draws are, actually. Um, like, if you accumulate a lot of draws, like it's actually very bad. Um, because you like you actually drop like the the gap between a win and a draw and the loss and a draw is just so different. Um, but it's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> for United, and we've lost five five times already this season. I believe we lost what eight? Couldn't be eight. Probably like. Nine or ten, maybe. I'll yeah, say. nine, nine or ten. So we're halfway through that. Um, about just over third way through the season, which is yeah, nine, nine games we lost last season. Yeah, so already more than halfway through that, with a third of the games gone, which is to be fair, to be fair, um, we had already lost like four. We had already lost like five, three games by this time last season. So it's still not as bad, but yeah, um. Yeah, I mean, it was just a terrible performance, to be quite frank with you. Um, I mean... There's not, there's not much. Um, yeah, yeah. That is fine. You don't really need to say any any yeah. anymore. A um, couple of things I want to touch on. So, Rashford had an injury, so he didn't play. But um, pre-game, there was a conversation about the fact that he was out for his birthday after the loss to City. Um, where where do you stand on that that sort of thing? Um, I'm not a child, so I don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, and yeah, to me, to me, just referee just shouldn't have got caught. But it's hard not to get caught when you're in China, white. So maybe he just needs to tell his man um get somewhere a bit more low key, um, snatch snatch the phones off of everyone present and that's that's it um, you know a spot in it you know you know a spot, right? i mean i mean i don't, I don't. <laughs> that's a bit crazy isn't it? <laughs> cool 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 um i want to talk about a couple of players uh off the back of a conversation we had in in the mugger chat and then it was discussed i don't know if you saw the clip i posted it on the main account of yep, a conversation yep. they had on the main pod around hoyland um I wanted to get your your perspective on how he's how he's done so far. Um, it's been a couple of months. I think it's been like ten games or so. A couple like some substitute appearances, a few goals in the Champions League. Um, where's your head at with all, all things Rasmus Hoyland? Um, Hoyland has done as I expected to an extent. Um, he's raw. Um, he's not he's not polished at all, but um, the things that there are a lot of things to work with. He is, he's he. You can tell he's good in the box. Um, he does lack a tussle, um, which means that it, it is a good thing. But obviously, he needs to refine that because um, we've made jokes about how um, like the way he holds up and he tries to engage the defenders, um, kind of makes it easier because they always know where you are. Um, you don't always need to occupy a centre back physically. You can do it mentally. For example, like an Aguero, where they're looking for where you are, or like a Cavani, where they're not occupying the centre back physically, but they're doing it mentally. So he could be a bit more elusive in that regard, and not not um, try to front up to the ball as much when he's holding off to with a defender, and try to detach himself a bit more. Um, he looks like he's always just on his heels with crosses flashed across the box. There was one chance where 
Garnacho ballooned it where if Garnacho played it, maybe he would have got there. But there's been a few chances that Rashford has crossed in and maybe Dadalo against Burnley where he's just missed it by a few inches pause. Um, and yeah, I mean, his link-up play isn't the cleanest. Um, I think he's found it hard having to play out top on his own. Um, at, at Atalanta, he played in in a two, in like a three-five-two system. So their, their wing-backs really bomb on. They get crosses into the box. He didn't have to occupy all the centre-backs. His role was kind of split. Like his, like his half of the pitch, half of the pitch was split for him because he had to work in one channel. So he needs to work on diversifying his runs, uh, when to go to left channel, when to go to the right channel, um, when to pull back, back post or near post and things like that. So um, there's a lot to work with there. Um, and I do think um, there are people that are being harsh on him. I expect it from rival fans. Um, the price tag, um, the thing I have with the price tag is people say that he was bought for starting 11 money. Um, I, I don't think he was. If you're getting a certified star for United, you're paying upwards of 100 million. So to me, getting someone for 60 million that will rise to 70 million is not starter money. If you were to go to look for a potential star striker as we as they think Hoyland is, you're gonna be paying around that amount. So for me, he's that's a potential. That's the that's just the money in the game right now. So um, it's whatever. Um, and yeah, I do feel that they're being a bit harsh on him in terms of assessing his his ability right now. Um, but I do feel like that's born more out of what others have received in terms of criticism, like your Martial's, like your Rashford's, where um, they were they were criticised and they had more about them than, than Hoyland in terms of the individuality where they're able to create something out of nothing. So they were better. They were, they were cleaner technically and they were able to pull a cat out out of the bag whereas Hoyland needs to be serviced more but so now what I do like about that with Hoyland is that we're now looking at the root problem that we've had all these years of that our chance creation is fucking shit and the fact of the matter is if you look at Spurs for example Madison has come in Son has gone up top he's not even a striker there's an instant connection there why is there no instant connection between Bruno and Hoyland? There's more of a connection between Rashford and Hoyland than there is between Bruno and Hoyland, which I find weird. Um, even if you go through our team and think of when there's been a striker ahead of uh, Bruno, even with Cavani, you wouldn't think more so about Bruno and Cavani. You would think more even Rashford and Cavani, Bruno and Ronaldo, we all know about that. So mm. maybe, maybe there might be something to the fact that Bruno with an actual proper number nine there might be a problem there but um yeah um i feel like hoyland he was brought in um we look at, at the end of the day we don't have we didn't have the money to go and do what everyone wanted in terms of getting an established striker so uh we're just we're, we're going this route so people just have to hold hold that to be honest because at, at the end of the day people are speaking about your Osman, but if you go back and see how much Napoli paid for Osman, well paid because they might have fudged the books a little bit, but ultimately they said it was about 70 million um, euros. That's not dissimilar to what um, Hoyland's going for, and that was for Osman. And that, but and to be fair, that was off of a that was off the back of a good season with Lil. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, essentially that's what we're paying for because we're paying for to get someone young who will eventually grow into that type of striker or so i mean we can't complain that we're not finding these gems and then when we get a gem we're putting the pressure that 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 we 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 aren't allowing the space for them to grow um and to be fair united probably could do better in terms of getting could have done better by getting a more experienced cheaper striker right. but we, we ain't done. got no money brother yeah we ain't got we ain't got no money and we've got we've got to prioritize especially where you've got another senior striker making 250k a week and he ain't going yeah. anywhere a la sir anthony martial yeah i think that's i think that's all valid I, I think seb had valid points too i think a lot of it obviously stemmed from the frustration of how poor the side is like we don't create any 
chances at the minute. I think those first games, he looked like he was on the verge of um, of grabbing a goal, getting on the end of something. He had a couple of that chance that went off and he turned. Was that against Bright? I can't remember. Right. That. Against right. Bright, that just went off and then he turned and he finished it really well. Um, so I think he's suffering from, um, unfortunately, what will happen to a young player in this environment that he's almost in such a poor side that it's bringing him down because he doesn't look as bright and as sharp as he necessarily looked on his first few games. And now he's already on the Insta, like, we'll do better, guys. You know, so <laughs> the, the stink of United is getting to him. But I think, like you mentioned, the Bruno Fernandes not creating chances um, is, is Bruno Fernandes, isn't it? Um, I think <laughs> as Rashford hopefully starts to get back into some better form eventually, that will create a bit more space. Um, their relationship should improve as time goes on. So, yeah, for me, I obviously didn't watch much of him in Italy. So, we'll just see how it goes. We'll just see how it goes. Obviously, he's just a raw young striker and where your team is not scoring goals and where he's not uh, as far along as people would want him to be, the frustration is going gonna, is, is gonna to come out. So, um, it is what it is. Anthony, I don't know, man. Do you know what? I can't fathom, like... I can't fathom how bad, like, this is the thing, I'll try to think back to Muga. I feel like over the years, there's been so many players that have come on here and just been like, they're the worst, they're the worst. And it's like, I feel like every season, there's always a new player who's the worst, right? Um, I, I can't fathom how bad he is versus, like, just my perception of Manchester United in, in recent years. So, But in, for me, he's the worst of the lot. He's the worst do, of the lot. Do you know what? I'm always impressed but I'm I'm as I'm as much impressed by the lows as I am the highs, and by that I mean it is absolutely stunning how shit he was on Saturday. Like I didn't think he was he was able to be that bad, and that's for Anthony as well. Like that was a bad performance on the Anthony scale. So for everyone else, that is just absolutely that is just hell level performance. I mean he was shocking. That guy. Technically, I can't lie. I think he might be one of the most overrated players. Technically, I've, like people legit try to tell me this guy is decent. Technically, he's not. He's so bad tech technically that he's that his dribbling is not even that good. He dribbles exclusively with his left foot. So much so that he has to use the outside of his boot to sim to simulate his right foot. He is so stupid, and he's just so bad. Like. It is absolutely stunning. I was not having him from the start. I, 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 was, I was not having him from as soon as we were linked. Like, this guy was so obviously... He was mediocre in the air division. So I just knew he was going to be shit in the Premier League. Bro, his comp, which is a compilation, for those of you who aren't familiar with comps, it's a compilation of the best things you've done. And his compilation was average. Poor, in fact. Poor, he couldn't get separation from defenders in the Dutch league. So you know how it scales down, right? You had Alfonso Alves who could score seven in the Dutch league and he'll get you three in the Prem. So you need to really, like, unless a guy is cooking people and making them look stupid in the Dutch league, it's not going to translate to any of the big five leagues for the most part. So, yeah, he, he is what we've, we, we've got, I guess. There's, there's not much more to be said about him in, in in that regard. We get the win and it keeps us, I guess, around as we wait for more and more players um, to come back. Um, yeah, I literally, I felt nothing. I felt nothing when that went in. Um, it was crazy. I hate when, <laughs> hate when it gets to that stage, man. Um, I want to read out some comments from Marcel Sabitza, obviously at Dortmund. He was with us on loan last season to get your thoughts. Casemiro, Luke Shaw, Lissandra Martinez. They are leaders that provide structure and stability to the team. Eric Ten Hag comes up with very specific match plans and patterns of play. But if you have too many important players missing and too many changes as a result, things get lost between the tactics board and the pitch. The rhythm of players coming isn't right. Processes aren't right. In the Premier League and Champions League, you need your best players available. Everything feels a little laboured and uncertain now. They need their big guys to show up and change the course of the season. But I believe things can change quickly once they get important players back. Sabitzer enjoyed working with Ten Hag, a man obsessed with details. You can wake him up at 3am, he'd tell you his whole match plan by heart. He's very knowledgeable about football and tactics, a very hard worker, a perfectionist, and he's very straight with you. 
when I had a bad game, he showed me some solutions and told me how to do it better next time. I like that. You knew where you stood with him. He never threw you under the bus and said he told players to go out and do better in the next game. I learned a lot about football working under him. He's a very good coach. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, nothing too surprising there. Um, I'm surprised that Sabitzer actually liked his time at United. I thought he's, he was he's so like waxes lyrical about it, doesn't yeah, he? he? Was, he was actually happier, and I think it was more to do with the fact that he was actually playing more. Um, I think, yeah, he and he, he obviously wanted to stay as well, but a combination of things meant he couldn't. Um, to be fair, good, right? To be fair, if he stayed, would be no different to having Mount, so <laughs> he could have saved about 40 million and had. About the same player, but that's but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's not. There's not nothing he said there that really surprises me. Um, we well for me, I know Ted Hag is an intense coach. Um, tactically, um, in terms of training and just like even like with the post match and the standards he sets, and that's why he was probably upset with Rashford going out because going out before training on, on a Monday, probably drinking, you're not going to be at your best tip-top. Um, he wants his players to have enough sleep as well. So that's something I read before as well. So I feel, I understand. Um, and I feel like, obviously, they're, with Casemiro, Mount, Shaw and Martinez being out, That's that was our build-up last season, essentially. Casemiro with, with his absolute insanity, of course, but Martinez and Shaw was our build-up. Um, it it would it's not great that mo- most of it's coming from the left side, so we can't really diversify where we build up from. But yeah, um, when Mar- Martinez came came back, he clearly wasn't fit, and that's why he went out with the same injury. Um, Shaw injured as well. Casemiro fallen off a cliff and injured now. So yeah, when basically your build up, which Ten Hag has tried to prioritize in his, in in his defense, like he did with Ajax in his first iteration of the side that got to the Champions League semi-final. Um, they didn't really build up through the middle. Like, De Jong would take it past players, but he wasn't a build-up guy. He was the progressor, really. He would, t- he would, mm-hmm. would, would, would change defence into attack with his running, whereas the build-up came from your blinds, from your Tagliafico, Mazarawi, De Ligt, Onana. Like, their back five was technically Cold. clear. And then even then, even that, even the second iteration, they had Gravenberch, who would then do the same thing. And then they had Alvarez, who was a centre-back, essentially. And you see him for West Ham now. He's not doing any build-up. He's there to tackle and pass it. They had Blind. They had Martinez. They had, um, who was the other? Timber. And they had Mazarawi again. Like, these are technically clear on the ball. So when your build-up in terms of passing is out the window and we have no runners in midfield, which makes it annoying how he's using Hannibal because that is someone who's not as good as those two as as aforementioned, but that is what he's really good at, taking the ball from deep and progressing the play. So mm-hmm. I feel like it has really hindered him not having those important players um, either not playing well or being out, um, but um, that's that that can happen sometimes. He hasn't um, navigated his plan B's well at all, um, as as I as I said with um, Hannibal. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's a bit of both. I feel like obviously um, last season it was a good season in terms of results. I, I I said then I wanted to see more in terms of our style style of play and I guess he wanted to do that this season and then injuries kind of curtailed him but um, yeah um, I feel like yeah it's just been a combination of things and so I said something about the ownership having um, some, uh, something to do with the players as well and I'm quite surprised about that given that I know that half of them don't even know what it means so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, really, like, like, do you really think Marshall's waking up thinking, ah, fuck, the guy's just in it? That guy's <laughs> thinking about his baby mom. So, <laughs> so it's man. It's whatever, man. But hilarious, hilarious. Um, yeah, fair, fair, brother. Um, let's look ahead to a big week for us. Um, we have got Copenhagen, the return fixture, game week 
four in the Champions League. We're going to their gaff. We got a 1-0 win that, based on chances, should have probably been three or four. But obviously, Manchester United, Harry Maguire came to the rescue. Listen, man, Harry Maguire PR is through the roof right now. You can't even get his coin on the exchange right now. Nobody's selling, brother. Nobody is selling. Um, how are you feeling going into that game in the Champions League? Um, I just hope we win. Um, I don't think it's going to be pretty, especially away from home. I just hope we win and then we take it to the do-or-die game versus Gaia right if Bayern do their job. And yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just want us to win. Uh, don't really, I, don't, I don't really care about performance. I can't even lie. I'm not sure if, I, if I'll care about performance until the end of the season, to be quite frank with you. I'm already really? Are you I'm, there already? I'm already at that point. I'm just like... Yeah, that like, just get me to the end of the season. Yeah, like, I think Elijah, so. There's, Elijah, there's so much football to be played, bro. So much football. Oh, um, like you said, football, the season don't start till after the November internationals. Exactly. And I don't want it to start. <laughs> I don't want it to start. Um, I, think, I think someone said you're able to skip... So I I think I asked someone who really does like Ted Hag. I said you're able to skip through the season, but Ten Hag stays, or you have to watch everything, but Ten Hag goes at the end of it. And I was like, I, I don't know which one I, I, I would take, you know, because I don't know. Skipping to the end of the season is just like, ah, uh, but there, but there, but there are like, there's some sick part of me that enjoys watching us, you know, be, being shit, <laughs> you know, and I might miss it, but ugh, man, I, I just hate this club, man. Only us, brother. Only us. They say Shaw's round the corner, apparently. Um, <sighs> but even Shaw off the back of a long injury, he wants to see that, man. Like, imagine Shaw and <laughs> Casemiro and Martinez just chucking around with their injury weight, man. Oh, <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. Like Martinez, they obviously got him in the weight room and he did way too much. So he f- felt like he was less fluid. But I don't know how much of that was the fact that you were just playing. Like, how counterproductive. You bring a man back, he's clearly not fit. And now you lose him for longer. Instead of just letting him take the time he needed at the start of the se- season, pre-se- not be there for preseason, still actually rehabbing on. Was it he had to get the surgery again or whatever? Ugh, I don't know, man. Only us, brother. Only us. I'm, I'm with you. I think Copenhagen, all respect for whoever they are, wherever they're from, you're going to have to hold that respectfully, lads. Respectfully. You just got to let let us beat you, you know? Yeah. And you, you can you can enjoy the prize money from the Champions League games that you get, yeah? Like, cool. if, if we win and then they do us a, a solid on the last day by doing something to get Galatasaray, hey, man. Thanks. Even there, we'll, we'll we'll buy one of your dead. We'll buy one of your dead players. Uh, right? Now we already got Hoyland. Their brothers will eat off that. That's <laughs> <laughs> what feeding families, yeah. Yeah, man, we're, we're we're literally feeding their families. I can't even lie. So you know what? Fair enough. Fair, fair enough, brother. Fair enough. All right, cool. Um, I was looking ahead to the weekend game. We've got Luton three point um, deniers. Uh, Roscoe Barkley, the Tiger, he took it all the way back. He took it all the way back to Barkley, Tiger, fam. Um, we've got Luton at home. That should be a calm three points. It should actually be an opportunity to get that goal difference to, like, minus one or something, you know? You you hope so. You hope so. But then I'm seeing Ogbene on s- s- Sunday. He He restored the feeling for me. I was I was two minutes away from standing up in Belushi yesterday and singing Arise O Compatriots. Because I said to God, yeah, that's a real, that's a real performance. I was like, okay, okay. Barkley ran it back. Chong, Mengi, Lacaranton. I mean, that that was I was really happy. I was really happy for them. Um, but who knows? I mean, United, they just think of like a 2-1 or a 1-0. On a Saturday versus it's, oh, it's a Saturday three pm as well. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a stinker of a game. Um, and then 
the mo- the thing I'm looking forward to the most is at 4.45 when the final whistle blows and we get two weeks off, <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah, it'd be nice to go into those two weeks off with three wins in a row. Uh, I've got the main pod on the Sunday. German Dan, chat shit, get bagged. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Like This is the kind of run we need because when we come back from internationals, it's going to be an absolute mazine. So when we come back from internationals, we've got uh, Everton away, then we've got Galatasaray away, then we've got uh, Newcastle away, uh, then we've got Chelsea at home, Bournemouth, and then we've got Bayern Munich at home. Um, and then after, after Bayern Munich, it's Liverpool, right? Yeah, we've got Liverpool away, then West Ham away, uh, and then Villa at home, Nottingham Forest away on New Year on New Year's Eve. And then a break for like a couple of weeks. And the first game of of, of twenty twenty four is uh, Spurs at home. I mean, I think in, in between that break will be the FA Cup third round. So yeah, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be nice. Cool. Um, so yeah, let's just go into this with a win because I think it's going to get very messy post um, post this international break, man. Cool. Do, do you know what? I don't know where it is, but anytime we, we come up in, into a run of like hard games, I just go back to 2015 me where I went into that same run under Van Hal and we came out the other side looking, oh wow, we can actually play football. So anytime that happens now, I'm thinking we might run it back. But remember, what's the what's the theme that we've learned? We had talent. Okay. <laughs> you know what? When, when you're able to fill out a bench with what Falcao, Di Maria, Herrera. That's the, <laughs> only, that's the only thing that this team doesn't have in common with some of the teams that really struggle. You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. We had players who were actually talented, but we just couldn't produce a, a cohesive team. All right, cool. Let's finish up with some listeners' questions, brother. Uh, first question from United CM98. Bruno to Saudi rumours. How did you react when you heard it? I mean, to to be fair, I was actually surprised to learn that when he signed his contract, it was only like a year extension. Um, which what does is inspiring. So that, so I believe that means he probably thinks highly of himself, which is a disgrace to um, football everywhere. But it means that right now, uh, by the end of the season, he'll have two years left on his contract, um, with obviously a club option, but. If he wants to two years with a, with uh and he wants to leave then, but yeah I I don't think he I think he thinks high highly of himself um so I believe he would actually want to stay in Europe um but if the money is good enough to lure, lure him and uh, shine his eyes then yo if the Saudi come with a package deal two hundred million Casemiro Bruno Varane who's who who am I who am I to say no who who am I to say no you know. Uh, but it's not going to happen. Um, if there was, like we said, if there was a player stamping <laughs> for Saudi, that's Casemiro. Like, you might as well tattoo Saudi on him. Like, that guy is playing Saudi league. Bro, but like, Casemiro, three years in Saudi, then he's back to Sao Paulo. He's back to Sao Paulo. For that Copa Libertadores. He's, that Copa Libertadores run is going to be an all-timer, man. Bro, that game on on, on Saturday, ah, that, that football is mental. Bro, like, it's so mad for such a place which is renowned for being Quality. based Quality. on yeah. skill and everything. Their midfielders, it's just fuckery. <laughs> which is what kills me whenever, like, when li- you're linked to somebody from there and they're like, not sure they're going to be able to adjust to the Prem. No. Like, do you know that maybe the pace of the actual play? Cool. Yeah. But the physicality? Nah. Hatchet, man. Bro. Hatchet, man. George Craig's figures, I think they were running through the ages of, of the guy. Flu, Fluminense, the average age of the starting level was 32 years old. The average age. <laughs> They had about four players over 35. I couldn't. Wow. <laughs> it was crazy. Felipe Melo was is 40. The goalkeeper is 43. Wow. Marcelo Felipe was like, Mello. There's a time they told me he was a leading DM. He went to Juve, didn't he? 
Yeah, bro, he was there playing centre back. He came off with a hamstring injury, bro. <laughs> Cooked. Nah, but yeah, like Bruno Saudi. Hope hope it happens for big money, and then we can actually, we might be actually be able to build a good team. But the problem is, we 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 have Mount now. <laughs> That's the problem because Mount. Like, what's gonna happen with that? <laughs> oh, Ten Hag is crazy. You know what? What the hell is gonna happen with that? Do you know what? I feel I feel you, like no, how could you like 10 games? The guy even played 10 games. I said, nah, I ain't feeling it. That's insane, what? brother. Do you know what? Jeff can win the lottery ticket and then buy him off us since he loves him so much, you know. Bro, like he has decided already that can't be right. That can't like can't, yeah, no, do, no, no, do you know what I think it is? I feel like he tried to do a thing and then he realized. This is not the right time to try and do any, anything special like how um, Arteta's doing with Havertz in it. So he's like, yeah, I'm back to grind mode in it. <laughs> like, with no grind mode, I hear it. Yeah, like he, like, like he sold all his clothes, his jewels, and he's just back to s- s- selling straight that crack in it. grafting, bro. <laughs> yeah. Tet fleece ting, black guy. <laughs> remember, remember, everyone, if you had the, a bit of peas, you'd get the... Nike gloves that weren't yeah, the, the bro. Material. So there's there was three types of Nike gloves you could get. You could get the ones that were when you wore them in your hands, they were a bit baggy. Yeah. And then, I remember there's a music video Drake wore them in once. And my brother was like to me, Why is he dressed so shit in this video? <laughs> so there's that one. There were the material ones that were fitted and they yeah. fit, but then after the time they'd get a bit picky. But yeah, they yeah, look yeah. on your hand. So and then were, yeah, and then there were the levery, half leather, half netty kind of ones we're okay we're we're up now we're up now so you just gotta you just gotta pick your poison basically <laughs> exactly who you trying to be that's 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 the only that's the only question <laughs> oh god ah, i love this life brother um <laughs> cool um and so just to round up so like i said like uh casimiro's a quintessential saudi player bruno's never going there bruno <laughs> had, I don't, I, think, I don't think he goes there. I think he rates himself so highly he would never go there. I Not mean, at 29 anyway. Yeah, I mean, if we could get... I, I feel like Anthony to, to, to Saudi might be a move, you know? I don't think he'd go either. He's nah, another one who I think rates themselves. But I don't know, man, because the guys who, like, come from the, from the gutter, like, respectfully, obviously, um, like, money... Even though I'm rich now, they don't have the wherewithal to like see a big sum and be like, "Nah, I'm nice." No, Anthony will definitely not. Yeah, he don't. I ate two loaves of br- two slices of bread a week. That was oh, my this pizza. guy. Saying, and I have to ration it. This guy was saying he was jumping over dead bodies in the favela on the way to school. I'm like, come on, bro. Play a tribune thing, <laughs> bro. Literally, I was like, bro. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. that deep. It's really not. <laughs> cool. uh, so, yeah, Bruno, I doubt we get rid of the brother because I don't know where he goes. They like him in Italy. Um Afs. <sighs> should Sancho defer his uni place and try to outlive ETH? Or should he link up with Cho and attend uni? Would you rather have a right wing... Pe- oh, three questions. So that's the first question. Should Sancho defer his uni place and try to outlive ETH? Or should he link up with Cho and attend uni? <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. When people talk about such a, a union, I, I, I can't hold in the laughter. And then, there was one question on the main pod, which is, it was sounded so racist. But I, I can't even remember it, but Sancho just needs to go. I mean, I, I think, for, I think, I think. That's, for, your, that's your whole summation, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember for, the question, but Sancho, my brother, you got to go, yeah? Uh, for Britcher said, uh, it's ninety nine percent done. They're gonna look at January and it will go. Um, that's great. If if we're able to get back what, our if we're able to get back like thirty six million, yeah, man, just charge it. Sounds very specific. Yeah, uh, that's that's gonna be the amount that we need to break even on him. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, I think he'll go somewhere. I know you you don't risk you. He's got a pattern of bad professionalism, but I think. He has an opportunity to go somewhere and do some stuff. I think whatever happens off the back of this experience, he's been humbled, you know. So yeah, we'll see, Maybe. you know, 
Next one. <laughs> Next one. Would you rather have a right wing pairing of Dan James and Alanga or spend 150 million on Anthony and Sancho? It's like having the choice of two blokes to nick your wife, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather keep the money and have the shitness rather than spend the money and have shitness. Yeah, I mean, that's is very easy. I mean, I would tell you, that's not a tough choice. It's really not a tough choice, especially. Okay. I mean, Anthony's actually probably the worst of the lot, and I'm being so serious. And I don't. Everyone knows my feelings on Elanga. I was the first one on that train. Just, just, you know what? It wasn't even a slight on him. I just saw McTominay and I saw him going down that path of him doing just enough just to stay in and around the squad. So um had to call in a few favours with the agenda. And it works. It works. We got our 50 you mil. On, you turned on him early. I got my joy back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all, all I'm saying is without me, you might not have seen that, that 50 million in it. So... I, I hear you. We take what we can, brother. Yeah. Um. And what? Finally, what's the difference between Conte's and ETH's talent ID? Oh, I mean, Conte knew the sickness that would work. You know, it actually used to work for for him. Um. To be fair to him, I mean, with ETH, um, not seen that so far. Um. And I do, I do think. Conte's sickness is just much worse because it's just I don't know. I don't I feel like with ETH he might have a he might just have a bad die. With Conte, he clearly had had a good die because he he managed to get make the sickness work. So he knew exactly what he, he wanted. Um and it he made it work for himself and then he just cut and now you're left with sh- with absolute shit that can work for no one else. Um yeah, man. I mean that's a choice that I just don't want to make and that's just why I've been talking around it for the last minute (laughs) (laughs) Chenny boy shout him out uh, long term listener random because I'm tired of United your thoughts on the Beckham doc David Beckham was my first favourite footballer I'm sure Elijah heard this story (laughs) but David Beckham's a reason I support Manchester United man I thought he was the coolest guy in the world I thought him and Dennis Burkamp were like rivals because their names sounded kind of like <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a kid, man. So what did I know? But if David Beckham had played for Arsenal, I'd be an Arsenal fan. If he played for Liverpool, I'd be a Liverpool fan. Chelsea, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that was my first favorite footballer. All those memories, I lived those memories. Um, it was so interesting to see, obviously, the kind of greater uh, feedback in regards to the uh, coverage after the World Cup. Um, but he has so many moments in his career, man. He was a Really, really good player. And I remember when he left, I was absolutely gutted because for me, at that time, he was the top performing midfielder that we had. Um, so it was like, why are you getting rid of... Like, it didn't make sense. But then obviously, you, you, we saw everything that happened. I, I watched Spain when he was there. I watched that Real Madrid team a lot. That Real Madrid team and the Barcelona team of Ronaldinho, Eto, Julie, Deco, uh, Edmilson, Puyol, um, Oligier. I'm just throwing names out here, so you know I watched it. Um, <laughs> that was that was cool. Um, obviously, I didn't watch it when he went to America and stuff. But um, end of the day, his story, like I say, real men. Like he just put the work in, man. He worked and he worked and he worked and he worked, and he ended up having an absolutely amazing career. And this stuff he's got going on with Inter Miami, uh, again, Messi validates it. You know, Messi validates it, um, and as a result. Um, I'm sure that's going to end up being a success. Neymar's probably going to go there um, at some uh, at some point. So yeah, the the, the doc was was brilliant. Yeah, it was it was um, brilliant. Oh, man, memories. Fergie said David Beckham is Britain's finest striker of a football, not because of God given talent, but because he practices with a relentless application that the vast majority of less gifted footballers wouldn't com- contemplate came from his dad. Um Fergie saw it when he was 13, already had him hanging out with the with the, the first team uh squad coming to games and whatnot. And he paid he, he paid out. He he got full value out of everything he thought David Beckham could be. He may argue that he should have stayed around longer and maybe don't marry a, a global superstar, but that's for another day. That that was a a really enjoyable documentary. A nice, nice trip down 
down memory lane. And then them dancing candy to, I can't even remember what song it was. Um, <laughs> hilarious right at the end, man. Um, how about you, Elijah? Um, I'm, I still haven't watched it. I don't really like football documentaries too tough, to be fair. Um, but um, just remembering what Beckham was, because I feel like... Well, so like, like, what years are your like earliest football memories? Um, but I mean, my uh, my earliest football memory is actually really really funny because I because I was I was just watching Sky Sports with my dad and they were doing the Sky Sports replay thing and it was Chelsea versus Blackburn and then I told my dad, oh, I remember this game. Um, Flo is gonna is tour. Andre Flo is gonna come on and score two off the bench. And my, and my dad's like. I don't. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. And then I checked the date, and and and, and it was ninety nine eight. And I was like, "Fucking hell! How the hell did I remember that?" Because I was like, I was like one or, or two or something like that. I was like, "How the hell do I remember that?" That's insane. You definitely saw it a few years later. No, 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 no. You're barely walking, fam. No, nah. no. I <laughs> no. One years old. Nope, nope, nope. We're not doing that no, today. I remember it clearly. I remember it clearly happening. I remember the clock. Oh, I remember the you don't watch Premier League years, brother. There is no way no, no, at no, no, one no. years old you nah. have clear football memories. No, nah. I, I remember that. But after that was probably, I figure, like the FA Cup final 2001 when Owen scored two. Um, oh, so, yeah, but yeah. then getting into United was like 2001, 2002. So I caught the last season of Beckham. But it was interesting because obviously Bebe Beckham left and then Ronaldo came mm. in so i was so excited for ronaldo that like i, I obviously I, I didn't understand the gravity of beckham and how good he was in the everything that was happening but i knew that i, I, I saw ronaldo i was like yeah man i'm excited the white boots and the hair i was like yeah this kid <laughs> i'm a fan so but beckham he has become underrated because technically absolutely ridiculous like people talk about trent beckham was absolutely insane like genuinely insane and he was our best player in 1999 probably I'm not sure if we should have won the Ballon d'Or because obviously I wasn't conscious in terms of football at, at that point so whether Andre Flo yeah hey I can't <laughs> I can't give you an assessment of yeah, whether I know, I know, I know my mind works like that sometimes like some random thing that happened just sticks in your mind and just never yeah. leaves. And it's like little things can trigger the memory again and you'll be like, why do I remember that? Like, <laughs> things to possibly remember. So I I, I I I get you. Do you remember the 99 Champions League final? I don't, you know. That is crazy. I actually really? don't. No, I, I actually don't. I remember that. I actually too. don't, which is so crazy to me because there's, like, it makes no sense because I'm thinking that that seems something that I should remember, but I just didn't. Yeah, um, fair, fair, fair. But no, he was he was really, really good for for a few years, and this was a a right sided midfielder with no pace. It was all technique. It was all intelligence. It was all heart. It was all execution, man. Like I got once in a while, I go and check his like free free kick compilations on YouTube and whatnot, and his best highlights for us. So no, it was a real, really nice trip down memory lane. Um, ZS underscore London LDN, shout him out, long-term listener, regularly sends in listener questions. Heard the main pod and thought Seb made some good points. However, Kane excluded, what realistic options do we think were available that could have been a better allocation of funds than Hoyland? Also, is McTom just a starter now for ETH? So I'll start with McTom. McTom is a desperation child. He's the, what happens when your attackers can't score and when you're fighting for your life. Um, so when, if the attackers start to score, the performances start to improve, McTominay comes out of the team. But for now, he just doesn't have enough players on the pitch he can trust to score goals. So McTominay has to play. And again, he had a goal uh, ruled out, but he's a goal, he's a goal threat. He's a goal threat. You've all saw the statistics. Oilet's played eight games in the league. He's yet to score a goal. Rashford has one goal. Garnacho has no goals, no assists. Sancho, no goals, no assists. Not expecting that to go up now. Uh, Anthony, no goals, no assists. So it's slim pickings. And quality or not, um, you need players who can score to win football games. So I think he's trying to justify, well, he's justified it in his own head by that. So I think, yeah, we're not going to see him come out of the team until the attack can start creating chances and scoring. And if you have anything to add to that, Elijah? Um, no, nothing with McTom. Um, so we're pro it's pro probably going to be a start for the rest of the year because 
the performances are going to improve. So, mm, love it. Um, and yes, the head of main pod and thoughts had made good points. However, Ken excluded what realistic options do you think were available that could have been a better allocation of funds than Hoyland? You kind of answered that at the top when we spoke, spoke about Hoyland. Um, yeah. this is the market that we exist in. Um, I think I made a comment like, oh, when you cost that much, I don't want to hear about settling in. Like, the players don't dictate how much <laughs> the players don't dictate <laughs> how much they cost. So it's I'm- a Yeah, it's a crazy way of analysing this sign. I think we've discussed it on this pod, maybe the main pod, maybe both. um, And that as fans, we tend to judge our expectations of players based on how much they cost. The one thing they don't control. If you ask Willen, he'd love to have gone for five mil. And (laughs) to just be like, oh, well, they got this guy for Atalanta. If he bags, he bags. If he doesn't bag, he doesn't bag. But it's a big, one of the biggest clubs in the world a massive transfer fee. We're not playing well. We're not scoring goals. So the spotlight's going to be on him um, all the same. I think, yeah, you can be critical and you can comment on the fact that he's not maybe as far along as you thought he would be. But I think he's a good talent. He's a good talent. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't end up doing well, it will be a damning indictment again. But it's what we've seen here. You come to United and your future is wrecked. <sighs> is wrecked. So... Good luck. It's just, it's just like in um, Loki, in it. This is each player, if they come to United, that's the bad timeline that they're on. <laughs> that's their bad timeline, in it. That's it. That's it. It's like, boy. But hopefully, um, Hoyland can buck the trend. But yeah, I mean, in terms of bet allocation, I, I, I asked someone to find me. A striker that you think would come to United, um, and yeah, do better. I mean, you could obviously talk about Boniface. He went to um, Leverkusen for about twenty million. I just typed his name. My only issue is that if his name was mentioned in the summer, who was who was who was checking? Were people checking for him like that? No, like obviously um, he was known because there was just. Uh, slew of Nigerian strikers that were obviously big so he, he he didn't even do that well in Belgium last season I think he got like nine goals out of like 30 or something like that mm, um, yeah Um. so and then he done alright in the continental competitions because that's where his name started start to flag up a few things okay. Um. but yeah I mean even if we were to go and get him probably cost us about 40 50 million because it's Man United. I mean, um, Southampton brought Paul Oniachu from Belgium and he cost the exact same as Boniface did to Leverkusen, which is a big club in Germany. Which shows you what these clubs think when an English club comes in for their player, they will just hike up the price. So, um, Boniface might have been a bit cheaper, but comes with the same things um he's raw um obviously quick um he 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 has a bit of x factor about him to be fair he's a bit older as well um but that's not someone that people would be speaking about in the summer muffy they wouldn't be speaking about him the balagan i was one that would have tried for that but he probably would have cost about the same or a bit more than Holland as well and he would probably have the same issues in terms of playing up front big big standards and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, um, I'm not sure who we could have got established that people would have been happy with. You could have gone for a risk like Skamaka, who's doing well at, doing okay at Atalanta, I should say, but people probably wouldn't have liked that much. Um, But yeah, um, I don't think, I think it would have been hard to get someone for that price range and on those wages as well, because that's the most important thing. Um, The wages is not... um, that debilitating as it would be for like an Osman or Kane. Agreed. Uh, another question from United CM ninety eight. Does Hannibal have what it takes to make it, or will his recklessness hold him back? It's the thing is with Hannibal. It's not his recklessness that's holding him back for me. It's actually what he's doing on the ball. So even against Newcastle, um, he will stop you with it. I don't. His passing has never been good for me. Um, he's always been one that is able to pick up the ball and carry it. And it's of course it's harder to do when um it's harder to do when 
you're playing it as a 10 because you have to wait for the ball. And if he does drop deep, um, he's surrounded and he doesn't have many options. And he's playing it, he's playing it safe, um, which I don't like because he is reckless on and off the ball. I want him to take more of what he's doing off the ball and bring it on the ball. I do feel like referees are very harsh with him in terms of, for example, against Newcastle, Joe Linton, clear drag back, didn't get a yellow. Um, Hannibal, his first yellow was like his first offence, essentially, and he got a yellow and then he had more afterwards, which they let go. But still, he shouldn't have been walking that type of... And it even happened in the Champions League before as well. Um, but he does need to calm down, but he has that exuberance. He's also that North African streak in, in him as well. It's gonna, it's it's gonna flare up sometime, like um, CTE. So, yeah, it is what it is. I think, yep. um, especially, I think I've spoken about this before. Especially when a young player feels like they don't have a guarantee of playing the next game it makes you over-egg and over-feel like you have to do um, something spectacular to, to impress the manager or get some minutes. So add that to his normal temperament and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a concoction for all sorts of outcomes. Uh, yeah. Last couple of questions. Tyreek UV, why do United fans single out Rashford as a bad playing attack when none of your other attackers have a prem goal this season? So I'm going to explain this because I think... Uh, He's 36, that's why... <laughs> <laughs> Hoyland got got at show 1920. Anthony is also what 22 23 plus his shit. Martial is not even real. <laughs> Martial's not Listen, real. It's, it's the the reason people sing at Rashford is because he's he's coming off the back of a 30 goal season and he's seen as a player who is one of the best attackers in the league. So when somebody you see as one of the best attackers in the league is not playing like one of the best attackers in the league, that's going to be a bigger deal than somebody you don't particularly rate not playing in a way you don't particularly rate. It's not rocket science. I don't understand why this kind of stuff has to be spoon-fed to people. But I get it. We love Rashford. And listen, this... People, people want, want, want to have their cake and eat it. Look, if you rate a man highly and he gets rated highly... If he's playing poorly, he's going to be rated by those expectations. If you don't want that, don't rate them highly. That is, it's that simple. It's that simple. I don't want to hear any, anything else. Comparing Rashford to younger players is a disrespect to him. Respect him, please. He is a grown man. He literally just turned 26. Compare him to his peers. Compare him to his peers. And I mean that in age and quality. That is it. Facts. No more to be said. Um, and final question from D underscore Yisa one. If you had the opportunity and chance, which players' backroom staff would you keep from this season? Players' backroom staff. Players and or backroom staff. Oh, yeah. Nice. So I think um, that's a backroom staff. Really. Yeah, I, 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 I guess he's talking. If we were to do a clear out, I guess. Oh, does he mean like the upstairs? I thought he just meant like the coaching staff. I mean, I thought he yeah. meant coaching staff as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who they are. <laughs> I, mean, I know Eric Ra Ramsey and that he does he does our set pieces, who, which has been shocking for the last three years. But anyway, um, and obviously we have Fletcher. Uh, we so yeah, so we have Fletcher who is just doing work experience in terms of just doing everything he can just he's probably doing goal goalkeeping coaching right right now to learn um and then there's his bold twin and mclaren i mean i don't really care i really i really i really couldn't give a shit about the backroom staff um players um oh nana's 50 50 well i'm surprised uh, yeah, because I feel like, yeah, another 50-50, just because we, we have him and whatever. Um, Dallo, Wambasaka, it's one one of them can stay, the other can skirt out. Um, I, I would like to keep Varane, but I wouldn't be sad to see him go. Martinez, um, Shaw, I like Malasha. I think people don't, I feel like he's, if in terms of a backup left back, mm. not sure you can get much better than that. Um, I'll keep Malaysia. 
Um, Menu. Um, Hannibal, I'm 50-50 about because I feel like he might be served better going, playing with less pressure, build his game a bit more. But also, I feel like he, he has a profile which could be useful in the squad. Um, that's it for the midfield. Um, Ahmad, Garnacho, Rashford, Hoyland. Palestri, I'm 50-50 about as well. I feel like the same with Hannibal. Um... Is there anyone else? No. No? no. Yep. Cool. Uh, I'll probably pretty much agree with everything you, you've, you've said there. Um, listen, Elijah, we've got a win, like I said at the top. If it was like a loss uh, just because of how abject we are, but it's a massive week. Two wins, six points. And not, we're not back on track, but... There's some calm before the storm, and then we have an international break, so we don't have to watch this team, bro. For two, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, bro. Oh. There was that, there was that, uh, shout out to all the parents, and then there was that uh, <laughs> like, that's how I feel. That's how I'm <laughs> going two weeks. Those two weeks where we're off um, international football, that's what I'm gonna be on, bro. So I'm watching no football. England, I'm not watching any English shit. I'm watching. Watch yeah, I don't no watch fucking, not even Nigeria are getting my time. They barely ever do anyway, but still, they don't even get, get my time. Yeah, yeah, man. Just a cleanse. Just have a juice cleanse, brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just right, put some ginger in there, lettuce and that. <laughs> All of the good stuff, man. Um, I saw is Elijah, a pleasure. Um, we'll do this again sometime, I guess. Next week, hopefully. Oh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. All right, <laughs> Peace. Peace. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Cold. Cold. Murder a beat, I'm cold. I link up with bro, that's... I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals, I let man act like they don't know Check man's record, I learned that code, 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold, when I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle with the field and check like scores, but I still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Sports Social Podcast Network